0: Hello, my name is Joel Dunning uh, and I'm here with Lorena Montes. Uh, We are officially the world's worst uh, IT people. So I apologize for being a couple of minutes late, precisely three minutes late, which in the world of live webcasting is forever. So uh, so thank you very much for joining us. We're live here at EAX 2023. Uh, and, uh, and I thought I'd better give you a formal introduction. This is Lorena Montes. Uh, she is our brand new cardiac surgery editor. Uh, and the really exciting thing uh, is that you are from Latin America. So tell us a little bit about yourself uh, and where you work and- uh, it's great to have yes. you here.
1: So, yes, I'm Colombian. Actually, I was born in France, but then I moved with my parents, who are Colombian, to Colombia. And uh, uh, actually, I'm working uh, at Bucaramanga, which is a small city, intermediate city, in the northeast of Colombia. But interestingly, it has a lot of um, a big clinics, um, especially one for the heart, specialized on the heart. Which is where I work. It's Fundación Cardiovascular
0: de Colombia. Yeah. Great. Well, thanks a lot for joining us. And uh, are you having fun at EX? I am. You've seen lots of things. It's so I busy here. I there's am. yeah. <laughs> so there's so much going on here. It's been absolutely packed, and it's day two actually. So so day one was the. Absolutely infamous Techno College, um, the Techno College that really I think is the best sessions in the world. Really, they've they've been doing it for so many years. Really, uh, they do so many live operating, which is what I find most exciting. So this year they had three streams, two of which uh, right. were thoracic and cardiac, and then they had a robotic stream as well. So um, the the cardiac one, I think, what was the standout one for me. Um, the best one as well was they had this wonderful aortic valve session and they had uh, a, a live hemistenotomy, um, uh, Bo Yang procedure, the Yang procedure doing an aortic enlargement. Um, and we actually just uh, interviewed Dr. Conradi, who was the surgeon that did it. And uh, But I did hear it was quite amusing because he was there uh, live uh, with doing the cutting. And then Bo Yang, the guy that invented this technique, was Cut more, cut more, be more brave. So the poor guy with hundreds of people watching him, uh, having to sort of, you know, do exactly what the inventor of a procedure had to do. It was pretty crazy, really. So, but it was very successful. Everybody had their 3D goggles on, uh, and, uh, and they saw it all in 3D. Uh, and a very successful case. They, they, they also were talking quite a lot about uh, patient prosthesis mismatch, how important uh, it, it is, really. So, did you catch any of that, or what were you doing? I
1: wasn't uh, in Techno College.
0: Yeah, so, that. so, uh, but it, it was really good. And, and Bo Young's actually got a video on CTSnet all about how absolutely he thinks it's so important to be doing uh, no patient prosthesis mismatch. He, he yeah. enlarges his roots to crazy sizes, 27, 29 millimeters every time to reduce that mismatch. He's very convinced that that is the it way is. forward, but uh, but uh, I don't know if you've done any Manoogians it and is, Nixes. Uh,
1: I have, it's, actually uh, two days ago I did a Manoogian and um, I was uh, willing to do a, a wide technique that yeah. is uh, the professor Bo Yang is doing, but I think it's very reproductible, The technique mm. it's, it's easy to do, so yeah. Uh, yeah. and and he is getting a lot more of uh, large channels than any other technique. So yeah. I think and you don't touch the micro That's so, the most important yeah. thing. Yeah. So I think that will be very successful.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So so as we say, Bo Yang, we've done a little video with them both, and so we'll be posting that pretty soon. That was absolutely brilliant. Um, there are a few other really, really good 3D operations. Um, one of the really impressive ones uh, was uh, Mario Di Um He did a frozen elephant trunk, and there's this really new thing. It's called the T-necked Thoroflex uh, frozen elephant trunk. and I hadn't seen this before, particularly, uh, but, but actually what they've done is they've moved the three arms of it. Instead of having three separate arms going to the innominate carotid and subclavian, they put them all together as a sort of trifurcation have you seen this? Before? I saw the
1: actually I saw the um, designs that they do. Uh, mm. He has like um, drawings of it in the techno yeah. college, so yeah. I could see the drawings.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and it makes a lot of sense, really, because this this graft this makes frozen elephant jaws much more easy, and the the real particular use is because it's so distal, you can put your cross clamp on much more distally, and also if you want to uh, if you want to put a wire in antegrade, suddenly the angle's not down and up, it's it's a much straighter attack. So I thought that was really interesting. That that was a really great uh, one that was shown there. So Mario Di Zanio. Uh, did that presentation. T-Nex Thoroflex uh, was what that was called, which I thought was great. Um, the other really good highlights there was was uh, Piotr Swalski, uh, president of ISMIX, was doing some minimum invasive CABGs robotically. And, and the other thing that blew my mind, they were doing loads of different operations from different operating theaters all over Europe. They're in Berlin, they're all over the place. So, I mean, I, mind boggles as to how they organize that. But well done, uh, EAX. They did such a great uh, job with that. And then in the afternoon, they did a mitral valve repair uh, with cryoablation. Dr. Kempford did that, uh, and he had a really cool novel suturing device. So, do you do any minimally invasive mitral surgery?
1: Yeah, so, we, do,
0: we do. Yeah, how do you tie your knots? Have you got a now core we knot are, or now we fingers?
1: Are doing it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, with so, a pusher. Um, yeah, yeah.
0: Well, I think that's about seven hundred dollars cheaper a, than a, these a, devices. Yeah, that's But, the uh, but yeah, now if you want to save three minutes, then buy that's a, a seven hundred dollar device. And there was one of those on show, so so that was really cool. We really enjoyed that. um uh, Just of note, we are actually in EX right now. I just wanted to show you we are here with our little booth and. Uh, there's everybody walking by. We've got our React booth there, so it's pretty noisy here. So apologies if it's a little bit too noisy, but uh, but we just like to be in the thick of the action, really, for this podcast. And let us know: is this a good idea to do live podcasts uh, at conferences? Maybe we'll do a few more uh, as we go. And I've been bumping into a few people who are fans of the podcast. So uh, if you're one of our fans, thank you very much for listening in, and uh, and that's great. We're doing them every single week. Um, The thoracic session as well yesterday was really, really good. Isabel Opitz uh, was there and uh, Claudia Kavitzel doing lung volume reductions by bronchoscopic and surgical. Uh, lung volume reduction i think they gave us some really great hints and tips how to extend uh the criteria uh, and how to sort of really get the best out of those i think they are quite difficult procedures the endobronchial certainly they fail a lot uh, you need to know when it's going to work when it's not going to work they gave us some good hints and tips with that um, and uh, and also on the surgical side you know who are the right ones to do and, and certainly in my practice we try and stick to the heterogeneous really bad khaki horrible lungs at the top but they were saying you know you can get the more homogeneous people, but um, do you do much lung volume reduction in South America?
1: I really, with thoracic, I really have no
0: idea. No, I uh, In yeah. South America,
1: it's different, and in the, um, Europe and United States, we do cardiovascular and thoracic yeah. are completely different. they separate uh, specialties.
0: Yeah. So, well. Well, we're going to talk to you a bit later about laces, about the Latin uh, Chytrassic uh, Society, and we're going to get very involved, hopefully, with, with laces uh, and CTS. Now, really profiling this wonderful society uh, that actually gets uh, some really good viewership in your brilliant annual meeting, haven't you as well?
1: Yeah, we so. did our first annual meeting in the Post de Guasú like a month ago, and uh, mm. it was uh, a success.
0: Wonderful. So uh, the third stream uh, at EACs yesterday was also a really, really good uh, robotic session organized by Richard Milton. He had loads of robots there. Intuitive, obviously, sponsoring, and uh, and not only did they have the Intuitive robot, they also had their Iron Bronchoscope there as well. So people, some people, getting their very, very first views uh, of the Iron Bronchoscope. Obviously, the robotic session was cardiac and thoracic surgeons, uh, all, all the rich ones, anyway. So uh, and and so that was really, really good. Uh, One thing we didn't see was uh, any other robots, so no Versius, no Medtronic, but uh, maybe next year, maybe the year after, we'll be seeing the avalanche of new robots coming out. Um, Do you get many in Latin America, robotic surgery? No,
1: actually, no, not that much. It's too expensive, but we are trying. So at least in Colombia, there is one center that is trying cardiac surgery with robots in Bogota.
0: Yeah, great. So, and uh, today, what have we been doing today? Well, the very first session was started uh, at eight o'clock and they have started uh, something called the President's Choice. Now, the President's Choice Abstracts are the top five abstracts by voting in the whole conference. And they've had more abstracts submitted than ever before. They've literally had proper thousands. So they had to whittle them down. And this was the top five. Uh, so, so uh, in no particular order, uh, they had a really interesting registry of three decades of the European Fontan registry. 3,200 patients having Fontans, uh, mainly for pulmonary atresia or transposition, but really young kids uh, having uh, these procedures. And, uh, and they showed some of their early results, basically saying, you know an extra cardiac Fontan was probably the lowest complications, but really, really good. 30-year data, really long, that was nice. Um, The the second one that I thought was really interesting, got massive high voting, was something called Breathanomics, uh, a word I've never heard before. But uh, some of you may have seen these wacky YouTube videos of dogs being able to smell lung cancer. And basically, they have created a kind of computer version. They've been able to find a gas chromatography version of taking your exhaled gases. And they took a load of cancer people, a load of people without cancer, 85% sensitivity and telling if you can have cancer that's pretty crazy isn't it really yeah so so that was one of the top five abstracts um there was another one another really good one on moderately dilated type a dissections in young patients uh obviously this was university of pennsylvania from uh, joe bavaria 500 patients looking at people that either had aortic root reconstruction when they had a type A dissection uh, Or had a bentals. and actually out of these 500 patients uh, They were saying, you know, just doing a bentals was maybe had a slightly better outcome uh, And then the other thing was that they were saying the criteria for for total root replacement in the dissection should go down to maybe 40 millimeters uh, in those patients. I don't know if you saw that at all, or, or what your view is in dissections when you replace the root, uh, or do you just get in, get out, and... Uh,
1: no, 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 no. Yeah. So we try to be aggressive. Yep. We have in our center a specialist for aorta, and uh, he's pretty aggressive. But uh, yeah. when the the specialist is not uh, there, uh, we try to replace the root, or uh, resuspend the valve, if yep. we can. It's better for our population uh, not to have any anticoagulation or or the possibility of a valve um, reoperation, so yeah. we try always to be aggressive, but to we suspend them all. Right.
0: Well, that's great to hear. That's uh, fantastic. And yeah, that was a really interesting uh, take on that, which is great. So they they were some of the uh, late breaking uh, sort of uh, abstracts, uh, which was really really good. Um, Uh, As well as that, um, there was a a really wacky presentation a bit earlier this morning called by uh, Bart Van Kutta. Uh, and he he, sh- he told us about the safe CAB trial. Now, what's this? This is a laser-assisted anastomosis. Have you ever heard of this, like ever? This is crazy. I've never heard of this, like ever. But they've got this clever laser called the eczema laser, and you can basically load it into a graft. You can kind of do the graft, then the laser just punches the hole into the vessel without interrupting flow at all so uh, it's brand new it's uh, it's actually being trialed uh, in in the Netherlands and they, they were showing their first results of actually showing that it is safe and I guess the logic of it is that if you're never interrupting so you're off pump then you know you're never going to get some ischemia but pretty crazy so and uh, something to watch I think for the future there really probably um, that was pretty cool um, there was uh, a uh, a few other, one of the other top five abstracts was a very simple study, but Sweden had uh, a database of eleven thousand AVR's, and they simply looked at are they on statins or not, and uh, and those people that were on statins had uh, lower MACE, lower death, lower cardiovascular mortality. It's brilliant. So basically, super easy message: put your patients on statins after an AVR; they'll live longer. So. Uh, do you do that? It's in,
1: yeah, we do. It's <laughs> yeah. illogical. It does seem it? logical,
0: doesn't yeah. it? But I guess I guess some people come to us with a simple lone aortic stenosis. Their cholesterol's fine, and uh, so you kind of think, well, should they? Shouldn't they? And uh, and I guess uh, this study is basically saying, just put them on a satin. They'll live longer. So so that was a, a good it's one. It's
1: important to have this evidence, so everybody yeah. will do the same, and the guidelines will focus on that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, then I, I think you were at the late-breaking trials, I weren't was, you? So I what, was. what did you see at the late-breaking trials?
1: So I was a panelist, and it was a very interesting session, right. actually. So we have the mechanistic insights from the CAST failure trial, and that was uh, amazing to me because uh, they are doing cabbage in uh, people that are uh, have a LVEF under forty, uh, and doing shock waves.
0: Yeah. Just besides
1: the cabbage, so they did a uh, RCT and they compare a group control, which is uh, the um, the chug wave machine, just mm-hmm. the proof putting into in the myocardial but not giving chalk wave, and the other group with chalk wave. And what they demonstrated is that the uh, LBEF actually improves in the chalk wave plus cabbage group.
0: Yeah, and, and what is this gadget that does the shockwaves? Is this is ultrasound or it's what ultrasound. was it?
1: Yeah. It's ultrasound. Wow. It's not like transmyocardial uh, that we were talking actually before. Yeah. You don't have to put a hole. They actually do the cabbage and then they just stick out the cross gland and they put in the viable or hibernating myocardium, the shockwave group. Yeah. They do MRI before. And then they did this comparison. Uh, they look... Uh, why was this functioning, and they find that the uh, bioglycan uh, actually is uh, has something to do with it. So they mm-hmm. took some mice that had uh, no expression of the bioglycan, and these mice will not improve the, the LBEF function, but mm-hmm. the others will improve it very well. So, Let's see what yeah. importance.
0: Did in they clinical. kind of say how it works? they got any idea how it works or it just They're, works?
1: They, uh, No, they couldn't because of time, but yeah, they are uh, yeah. like doing all this uh, part of genomics and all this uh, very specialized part right now. But the chop waves are actually functioning as yeah. far as what we should. So.
0: Yeah, amazing. Well, watch this space on, on that as a late breaking chart. Yeah. And um, uh,
1: they actually, we did. Um, had another session of surgery versus surveillance. They are doing this trial in Canada and uh, United States about the surveillance of uh, aortic aneurysms between 50 to 55 centimeters. And uh, but they are just showing the funds uh, to work between two countries and everything. They don't have yet, they are just finishing recruiting the people but it seemed very interesting when we'll get the results yeah
0: and i think they were just proving feasibility they could randomize people yeah. they're actually randomizing yeah, someone field, yes. yeah dear patient would you like to have a massive huge aortic operation or nothing Yep. So, I mean, that must be pretty hard to randomize too, but they've done it, so, so no, well no. done them.
1: No, no, not That's done great. it at all.
0: <laughs> but they've done a small group already. No, they, it's a
1: big group actually. Oh, they've, oh, they've yeah, already because done it. big it's a big, a big, group. big yeah. multi-center study yeah, right. with uh, almost all centers in Canada and a few centers in the United States in the East Coast.
0: Right. And they have
1: the, the big uh, question in here is that they don't have the sponsors from the industry. It's all government from oh, wow. Canada and the United States. So it's very wow. interesting. Because they could uh, raise money for this funding from the government, not with ah. any industry sponsors.
0: Wow, these first world countries, yeah. us from Britain <laughs> yeah, and yeah. South America, we're all the same, our poor countries. So. Yeah, yeah, very famous,
1: so, yeah. poor countries. <laughs> yeah.
0: Getting that way, that's for sure. And there was a late breaking trial about anticoagulation in mitral repair. Yeah. What were they finding or telling yeah, us about? So
1: they actually compare anticoagulation versus no anticoagulation after mitral repair, and uh, they found no differences.
0: Yeah, so great. Yeah, so we don't have to do it at last. Fantastic. <laughs> they are having yeah.
1: some uh problems with it, it was a red uh, registry, so they had some uh statistical problems on that. Yeah. But then they also compare the patients on anticoagulation between dogs and warfarin, and no yeah. difference, too. So, yeah. yeah. So, yeah,
0: great. Well, hopefully good news for the repairers that we don't have to send them home on any warfarin at all because that's it's always crazy in my view, but there we go. Um, and uh, there was a little study, well, decent study about uh, TAVA versus surgery. but uh, looking at some quite long-term results and uh, was, you were there for that as well. Yeah, yeah.
1: this was very, very good. So, yeah. from, well, they all were good, but mm. this one was uh, with patients in Austria between 2008 to 2020, all the patients yeah. we talked so they actually just uh, see how well they were <laughs> and the survival. And um, they show no difference. They did a propensity score and no difference. Uh, sorry. Yes, differences. Initial. Better saver than sever.
0: Yeah.
1: And uh, yeah. propensity score. Initially the same, scored. but
0: long-term it became Yeah, long-term, yeah. different.
1: Yeah, yeah. better saver than Taver And uh, propensity score, better saver than Taver. And mm. then they did subanalysis and mm. uh, patients. Between 2008 to 2015, and between 2015 to 2020, and the difference is still the same. So better Saver yeah. and Taver, even with better, uh, better Tavis. Um, if you know technology, what I uh, mean. Yeah. Technology, better skills, better yeah. the improvement that we have in Taver um, right now.
0: Yeah, yeah, and and as always, they'll they'll always say the technology is going to get better, but actually, yeah. you know, it's long term results we need, and that's what we saw with that. So that that's was that was really term. good
1: 2008. That.
0: Yeah, no, really yeah. impressive. That's absolutely what we need. Um, we've just had an honoured guest lecture. They they were actually quite far sighted. Ex they they invited uh, Benjamin Ignace. Who you won't know because uh, he's actually a doctor from Benin. He then became president of the Obsangaini uh, College of Benin and then he entered government and now he's the health minister of Benin, so a doctor in the health ministry. And he told us all about how to kind of build up a healthcare system in the developing world. And I thought, well done, EX, for just bringing somebody in like that to be your guest lecturer. So, yeah, really, really interesting. And, uh, and there is actually an EX TV studio here, so which is pretty cool they're doing some live broadcasting. Uh, I think you have to be uh, registered, so you'd have to register to watch them, but we might see some of their videos afterwards as well, so check that out. And they've actually got a studio with an audience as well, so they're doing a few uh, quite interesting things there, which I liked. Um, Just coming up as well, there is uh, a very soon to be done mesothelioma session, which I'm looking forward to. Uh, There's been a massive Third shock wave of mesothelioma, where the Mars Two trial has re- just recently said it doesn't work, um, and uh, after Mars One said it doesn't work, and Misovat says it doesn't work, um, they're trying to get their heads around uh, whether or not uh, surgery for mesothelioma works or not, and uh, so that's been pretty controversial. And we're actually going to talk to David Waller, who did probably about half of the cases in the Mars 2 trial uh, a bit later. So we'll, we'll produce a full video. I'm talking to him tomorrow, but he's been presenting there obviously very controversial, lots of things like did they use PET scans or not, did they get the wrong patients, what was the quality of the surgery, because you know otherwise if, if we don't believe this study, which I think was very well done, um, we don't believe it would carry on, if it, it was well done then then that's the end of mesothelioma surgery really, uh, which is, is there a big mesothelioma problem in South America, yeah. there's uh, a lot of asbestos yeah, yeah. exposures, isn't there, and they,
1: there is. they
0: probably even don't have there the is. laws and rules that they do. There the are the improving uh,
1: in Colombia just like uh, two years ago, the law changed. Uh, really? Only just two years only ago? Two years, yeah.
0: Yeah, It crazy. was
1: because of these women that had a mind and uh, they exposed that in the mm. Senate and all of that.
0: Yeah, yeah. And uh, and, and I hear you would heard quite an interesting session about women's uh, CABG in females. So what, uh, what was that actually, about? Actually,
1: yeah. Yeah. yeah, very, very interesting this session. So it was improving cabbage for women because... Um, a call to action. That's the name of the session. So we had Mario Gaudino and Jennifer Lotton, Zolanda Kluin, Rashmi Yadav from Brompton uh, that were actually speaking about this. And uh, it was uh, an incredible session. So they showed in all of the talks that uh, women are actually being uh, mistreated <laughs> in Cambridge all if right. we see it, yep. Because we are having less uh, multiple graph, even though right. there is a there's not that much uh, evidence, and uh, but the evidence that we have shows that we actually benefit more from the multiple arterial graft than right. men. And wow. um, so all the talks were showing this evidence that is very, very low. And uh, Mario Gaudino actually showed the Roma, uh, after the Roma uh, ended, they just realized it was only 50% of women in the Roma.
0: Yeah. So, so they're they starting did. Roma women, aren't they? So yeah, they that, started the Roma women. Yeah.
1: So the idea was to go to 2027 because of the um, recruiting the patients, but uh, someone said, "Let's do this faster. Let's uh, get into it." And uh, a lot of associations. And now they have like in uh, less than a year 247 patients. So.
0: Wow, well done them. That's so, amazing, yeah, so isn't they, it? they are so,
1: improving. They will probably yeah. finish before 2027, the recruitment of the patients yeah. that they need. Also, then uh, Rasmi Yadav from Brompton did an incredible talk, like very touch- touching uh, talk about uh, why women prefer uh, women also uh, as surgeons. And so she showed uh, yeah, right. yeah, wow. different yeah. cultural uh, thing aspects, etc. And also the differences in women in the certain aspect, as the coronary vessels, and also the lima or the rima. So she was showing um, photographs of pathology of the lima from um, Caucasian uh, adult men, adults, and from um, uh, Caribbean uh, women, and they were completely different, completely like a big, big artery and a very small calcified artery.
0: Yeah. So
1: it was very, very great.
0: Yeah, amazing! Well done, them. That's absolutely great, fantastic. So, um, lots more been going on. Uh, just a few other highlights. The Techno College Award was given to the coolest invention ever. This guy Hyunku Kim uh, from Korea. He's you know in thoracic surgery we sometimes put a little metal fiducial and then we can bring a massive huge c-arm into theatres he's got an endoscopic one and it's like Ow. what is going on here a tiny little thing um one four hundredth of the radiation can fit anywhere crazy so anyway that won the techno college award i think that was pretty cool um, and there's a focus session just finished now uh, where Hyun-Koo Kim uh, from Korea has been showing the first 100 cases of the single port robots. So you think you're behind not having a robot at all. Well, now there's a single port robot and they were presenting their first 100 cases in lobectomies, in thymectomies. And uh, it was really mind blowing Their the average time... So operate on lobectomy is only 180 minutes, which you know that's pretty good. 130 minutes by thymectomy, all sub or sub subcostal. I mean, crazy technology is like, rocketing, uh,
1: yeah, like uh, science fiction, but it's not, it's the is now, yeah. it's not yeah. the future, it's now happening. So,
0: yeah, I mean, it's, and uh, it's
1: great that we can see this in the ads actually. That, that yeah. we are all like learning about this technology that is uh, for everybody to apply, yeah.
0: Yeah, and that is part part of coming here, I think, is you get to see all these new things. Yeah. You get to make friends, you get to learn amazing things, and, uh, and there's so much more to see. But but I think that's probably uh, all our time. I think uh, we've had a half an hour little chat. Yeah. Uh, it's been fun, isn't it?
1: It is. And, yeah. if, you, if people can come to Yacht, we can them about it so yeah. <laughs> stay tuned with us.
0: Uh, yeah and we'll be doing a few more interviews and uh, and we're actually going to go and do a few interviews for some of your LACES members. We
1: are. What's we our are. plans
0: with LACES interaction? Just tell us a little bit about yeah. LACES and how we're going to work together.
1: So LACES is the Latin American uh, cardiovascular and endovascular association. Uh, it's a recent like four years now uh, of, um, since it was created. Victor Dayan is the president Uh, We have a board. I am the chair of the Women uh, in Cardiac Surgery Committee for LACES, and we did our first meeting because it was going to be uh, like two years ago, but we had the pandemic. So, Mm -hmm. pandemics uh, happened. So, we had to do it this year in Foz de Iguazu, which is in Brazil. So, we have uh, Spanish and Portuguese because we have Brazil and uh, the whole other part of LATAM, which speaks Spanish, and uh, it was very interesting. We have a one-day session of four blocks. So we have coronary block with incredible speakers. We have Teresa Kieser. We have Patrick Myers. Then we have the session of Aorta and the aortic Golf. And we have also Juga Baria. We have Juan Pablo Humana. We uh, we had uh, Hamansi. And then we did the Mitral Golf session. And at the end, we did a heart failure session, uh, which was uh, kind of my... uh, area of yeah. expertise so we did a uh, like a hand-on session with a clinical cases and the harvest leader and it was incredible the room all day was packed so for us it was a huge success and what we want to do is to um, do some uh, interviews to people that participated as speakers attending and also the people that planned just to see the perspective uh, how was it how they felt how what is important for the region in Latin America to bring such personalities and uh, such knowledge and um, to show also what we were doing we had abstracts too uh, we had I remember one from Peru that blew my mind uh, between off pomp and on pomp it was pretty, like yeah. a thousand patients yeah. I mean mm-hmm. it's great to see these kind of things in Latin America. Okay. So that's what we're going to do in a few minutes. Yeah,
0: great. So anyway, we've been having fun at Yaks and uh, we'll do a few more videos. And thank you very much for watching uh, this little experiment of a live stream. Uh, so let us know what you think. It's also recorded uh, if you uh, couldn't catch it live. And, uh, and we'll probably try this again, maybe at the STS or something like that. So thank you very much for watching. And thank you, Lorena, uh, for joining us. And uh, we had a bit of fun. So <laughs> great to see you. Yeah. Right. See you guys. Bye. Bye.